Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is May 23rd, it's 2019, and we have six games on the early slate to talk about here today. I'm joined by my good buddy, we've been buddies for a long time now, Derek Notorious, how are you doing my friend? Yeah, doing really well, uh, and yeah, we've been around for quite some time, uh, two of the longest standing FS uh, personalities out there. Uh, yeah, it's a fun time of year, you know, uh, basketball content is officially over, so uh, now I just get to watch those games and enjoy them. Uh, baseball's in full swing, so it's a good time of year. And you got golf, right? Like, we're, we're two majors golf. in. Like, we got two to go. Like, do you like how they did it this year with, like, the each month having a major, like, four back-to-back-to-back? Yeah, I think it's a lot better uh, with the players being, you know, early as well. Um, with the PGA Championship being second, just created more interest. Typically, you know, you get the first three, which are the best three majors. And then you have the PGA Championship, which is kind of an afterthought. So I like that they moved it uh, to the second one. Uh, now we got the U.S. Open and the Open Championship coming up. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for them. Yeah, I'm a, I like the, the Open Championship. That's the one that's overseas, right? Like, <laughs> that's the one where oh, yeah. it's, like, super, like – the courses are always like super crazy yeah the wind's uh always crazy in those things and uh you wake up you know they start typically at like midnight my time so i just try to sleep 45 minutes wake up watch it for a couple hours sleep 45 minutes uh it's awesome it's just like dad life so um <laughs> yeah, if you guys yeah. haven't checked out our sponsor make sure you head on over there check them out it's fantasydraft.com sign up to the rotor grinders links that way you get three months of rotor grinders premium for fantasy draft for free you'll also get um any promos that we run, you'll get access to those as well. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you check them out. They got a nice little six-game slate going on. Six-game slate on DraftKings and the five-game slate on FanDuel for this one. Derek, let's break her down. Let's start with Washington at New York. We got Steven Strasburg against Steven Matz. Um, seven and a half total. Strasburg is a 144 favorite. Just looking at the slate overall, you know we have some decent talent at the top you know, Strasburg Boyd, and then it kind of drops off a little bit. Um, what are we doing here with Strasburg? Yeah, I certainly think he's one of the better options on the board, but this is a slate where I kind of want to pay up for my uh, hitters. Uh, we'll get to a couple offenses here in a bit, but uh, if you are paying up a pitcher, I certainly think he makes a lot of sense. You know, 32% K rate on the season. The Mets aren't an offense that really scares me at this point. Um, you know, outside of McNeil and Cano, he shouldn't have a ton of issues with this offense. So certainly think you can play him in all formats. Yeah, and Cano got um, banged up on um, Wednesday. It was, I think it was a quad or something. He got benched on Tuesday for not running out of ground ball. He ran out of ground <laughs> ball and got hurt on Wednesday. Um, at, like karma at its finest. But Strasburg's been really good le- this season. Like 2.53 xFIP. You talked about the strikeout rate. The xFIP is down like a whole run, and the strikeout rate's up 4% from last season. And we're looking at a lower walk rate, a higher ground ball rate. The ISO's down like Strasburg is definitely the SP1 today. I, I know Boyd gets a matchup with Miami, but if Cano is out of this lineup, we know that, you know, Nimmo just got put on the IL. Like, we're probably going to get Ligaris. You know, Frazier's back, and he's been striking out a ton. We get a lot of strikeouts in this lineup, and, you know, with Cano out of there, 
he's one of the guys that doesn't strike out a lot. So it's a good matchup for Strasburg. He's definitely the SP one for me today. And one of the better ballparks uh, as well. So um, looking at the other side of this game, what are we looking at here with the Mets? Uh, no interest in Mets for you? Oh, I guess a, a little bit, right? Uh, not really. No. Yeah. I just wanted to do just wanted to see. I don't really have any interest either. National is really good against lefties. So sorry, I, I get thrown off. I always have my phone. <laughs> like I have it on a stand in front of my keyboard, and I just got a random phone call at like midnight. Like, who's calling me at midnight? So it threw me off there for a second. But yeah, I don't really have any interest in Matt. He's he's not been like completely terrible. He's had some bad outings, he's had some good outings. They just have so many right-handed bats in this lineup that hit left-handed pitching that I just don't think I can do it with Mats. Um, let's talk about the hitters here for Washington. When we're looking up and down, you know, Trey Turner, Rendon, Howie Kendrick, Robles, like all these guys have been hitting lefties. And like even like Brian Dozier has kind of found the fountain of youth a little bit. Uh, what are we looking at here with Washington? Yeah, uh, you pretty much uh, hit on all the guys I wanted to mention. Uh, Turner, Rendon, Kendrick, all with at least a 365 ex-Woba against Southpaw since the beginning of last season. Uh, so I definitely like them. If you want to do a full stack, you know, Juan Soto hits lefties well, and Mats has struggled a bit against lefties this season. Uh, Robles has some good stolen base upside. And if uh, my memory serves me correct, I think uh, Mats is really bad when it comes to holding runners, uh, which would be a big boost for this offense because they do have a lot of speed. Turner, Ian, uh, and Robles all have a ton of stolen base upside. Yeah, he is bad at holding on runners. You're, you're, you're correct. Uh, so, like, Trey Turner, like, you know, you just need these guys to get on. No run. Um, we know that a lot about this Washington team. So if they can get on base, they'll certainly run here. Um, is there anything on the Mets side of things that you like here at all? Uh, absolutely not. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're fine. I just was like, I was trying to see, um, what the voicemail was on the call that I got. <laughs> That's all. I got like. It's so random. Like, oh, it's a burglar alarm. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> it's not in my house because my alarm's not going off. So it's um, it's interesting. New York at Baltimore <laughs> nine total. Um, Tanaka against Bundy. Tanaka's a two hundred five favorite. You know, he's like kind of in that like upper mid tier is like what I like to call the 9K guys. Um, it is a good strikeout matchup against Baltimore. They have been hitting a little bit better recently. What's your thoughts here on Tanaka? Yeah, so we talked about it a little bit before the podcast. You mentioned that this is going to be some really good hitting conditions, expected to be warm and humid in Baltimore. So I'll definitely be checking out uh, Kevin Ross, Weather Edge. I uh, really like that new tool that shows, you know, the percentage of home run increase or decrease, uh, you know, based on the condition. So definitely be checking that out. Uh, but if uh, if it doesn't look too bad, I do like Tanaka. Uh, you can basically stream any pitcher against the Orioles. Um, they have been decent recently, but if you look at their you know, numbers for this year or even the last two years, just not a lot to worry about here outside of uh, Dwight Smith and Mancini. So uh, Tanaka is a guy that uh, can get a lot of uh, swinging strikes um, and the Orioles, they'll certainly swing at those pitches. So definitely like him. The price point isn't too bad. Uh, and if you're looking to spend up on your hitters in the site, then you could easily make a case for Tanaka as your SB1. Yeah, you could, you can certainly make a, a case for Tanaka. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't hate this spot for him. Like, 
I think the strikeout upside is certainly there. The 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 biggest complaint that I have with Tanaka, and, it, and you know we talk about this a lot with the Dodgers pitchers, is just pitch count. Like, yeah. there's a good chance that he's not going over a hundred. We've seen him go under ninety multiple times now. So the thing is, if he's pitching well and he gets to, through the sixth inning, and he's already there fantasy point wise, and they're winning. You almost know that the bullpen's going to finish the finish the job for him. So, like, that's the positive to it. So, I don't hate Tanaka here. Dylan Bundy's been terrible against righties this season. You know, yeah. 396 Woba, 368 ISO. The strikeout rate has been good at 29.4%, but it's like he's getting hit really hard or striking people out. There's a lot of righties in this lineup. Do you have any interest here in Bundy? Yeah, have you done a deep dive on him? I'm not really sure what happened. Last year, he struggled against lefties and really good against righties this year. It's been the exact opposite uh, to add to what you're saying. 3.38 home run per nine to righties. So uh, definitely not a good spot for him against a right-handed heavy Yankees lineup that's loaded with power. Uh, no interest in Bundy for me. Yeah, and like, you know, I, I haven't done a deep dive. You know, he's throwing the slider a little less to righties this season, um, throwing the fastball a little bit more. I don't know if that's what's causing it, but, you know, just looking at it, like he's using his changeup a ton more against lefties this season compared to last season. So probably why we're seeing like the numbers, you know, increase like 16.9% against lefties last season with a changeup and 34.5%. And, you know, if we start digging into the numbers, for him against lefties with his changeup, 244 Woba, 0.081 ISO, 17% hard hit rate against lefties. So he's using that changeup against lefties to you know generate ground balls and soft contact. So that's why the numbers against lefties are better. I'd have to dig into why the righty stuff is going on, but he's just getting hit. Um, I don't think I'm going to play him in this spot. Uh, you know, this team is getting a little bit healthier. You know with Sanchez back and stuff, but you know, I'll just have to kind of see what we're looking at here. Um, do you have any interest in the Yankees bats? Yeah, definitely. Especially if uh, the, the hitting conditions look good in terms of the weather, uh, Gary Sanchez, I don't know how you fade this guy at this point. Uh, he's homered in two straight games and three of his last six. I think he has eight RBIs in the first two games of this series alone. Uh, we already talked about Bundy's struggles against right-handed hitters this season. So I uh, love Sanchez in all formats. Luke Boyd, certainly uh, in play. Uh, don't mind DJ LeMahieu, Hicks. Uh, Morales is still priced as if he's batting, you know, seventh for the A's or something. Uh, I'm not sure why he's so cheap. Um, even though Bundy's been better against lefties, I have no issues playing Morales. Uh, and then Torres, Frazier, uh, certainly can round out your Yankee stacks. Uh, definitely one of my favorite offenses on the board. Yeah, you know, obviously the weather looks really good. And with the struggles for Bundy, like I'm definitely looking at the Yankees bats. And one of the reasons that like, you know, it's do I play Strasburg is because of the Yankees bats, right? Like that, it's just one of those things where you're going to kind of decide what you want to do. When we're looking at like the Baltimore side of things, man, like Nunez is starting to make me, you know, he's starting to become a guy that I really, really want to trust against lefties. And the same with Alberto. Still don't really love a lot here when we're looking at this team against right-handed pitching. Like, I'm starting to like this team against lefties, but against righties, it's like, where do I go if, if anywhere outside of maybe like Wilkerson and, you know, Smith Jr.? Yeah, I don't think I'll end up with anyone from Baltimore. I think the one bet that I'd have a little interest in in tournaments is Mancini. He does have reverse splits throughout his career. We know uh, Tanaka has struggled with the long ball a little bit. Um, his home run to fly ball rate is pretty much always above the league average. So 
don't mind looking at him as a one-off, especially if you're looking to fade uh, Tanaka, but not an offense that I have a ton of interest in. Smaller slate, like if you're playing Tanaka on a team, I don't mind having Mancini on the other side either. Like, you know, you yeah. mentioned, you know, 44.9% hard hit rate, almost everything coming off the bat for Tanaka against righties. If it's not on the ground, it's being hit hard. So um, certainly don't mind the Mancini call there. I like that one. Yeah, um, favors righties too. Yep. So um, Colorado at Pittsburgh, eight and a half total since Sensatella against Lyles. Um, Lyles, a 136 favorite. Uh, any interest here in Sensatella? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. This is one of those games where I don't really love the pitchers, don't really love the offenses. Uh, Sensatella really relies on a high ground ball rate, doesn't have a high strikeout rate, doesn't have the best control. So uh, not going to be a guy that makes my lineups, even though he's pretty cheap. Yeah, 15 game slate, he probably doesn't make my list. Six game slate with very limited options in Pittsburgh. I have a little interest, I can't lie. Um, like, I, there's a couple bats in this lineup that I'm certainly worried about. Don't get me wrong, but 15 fantasy points here on this slate, I, I would take it. So, like, I'm not ruling out playing him in tournaments, but. Cash games, I can't do it. I, I I think he's super risky. Like, Bell is just hitting everything thrown at him right now. So, I I hate – Derek, the biggest thing that, like, bothers me about Sensatella is he just throws fastballs a ton. And to be successful in the majors, you got to have that secondary stuff. And, like, this dude throws his fastball over 65% of the time. Like, it's very rare to see pitchers do well when you're throwing fastballs that much. But the plus side to that is, like, Pittsburgh against fastballs isn't the greatest team. So, like, you know, kind of – he's on my list today. Like, he was, like, in my model under, like, my batted ball profile stuff. He's actually kind of up there because this team doesn't hit fastballs well. So, it's ugly. But <sighs> 6,400, Yankee stack with another decent pitcher, like, you know, it's certainly something that I'll consider here. But Jordan Lyles, man, you know, he's put together a couple good games in a row here. Uh, we just got done talking about this ballpark. Is this a spot we're looking at him here coming back home? Yeah, 26% K rate on the season, decent ground ball rate, uh, good pitcher's park, obviously. The Rockies aren't nearly as good uh, on the road as they are at home. Pretty high strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. So certainly don't mind looking at Lyles. Uh, should have the – well, I'm not going to have the platoon advantage, but um, he's been – Pretty good against lefties this season. Held them to a 291 ex-woba uh, under a 30% hard contact rate. So that does make me feel a little bit better about uh, facing a left-handed heavy Rockies lineup. Um, Yeah, I, I do like Lyles in the spot. You know, pretty much everything you were saying, the strikeout rate being higher against lefties, and they're going to roll out quite a bit of lefties here. This ballpark helps too. It's a, it's a massive downgrade for Colorado. They're not a great team on the road. And Lyles has been pitching good and like, He's juicy, 8,500, like, sitting in that range where, like, I'm going to get a couple extra bats if I play Lyles over, like, Tanaka. So um, let's talk bats here. Anything really standing out to you on the Colorado side of things? Yeah, not a ton. There are a lot of good offenses in this slate. Uh, they are underdogs. The game does have a pretty high total for this ballpark, eight and a half, but don't think I'll end up uh, playing any Rockies here. Yeah, the guys that I'd want to play are, like, Blackman, Arenado, Story-ish, but, like, they're so expensive that – it's really going to be tough to fit them in anyway. And I don't love the ballpark. The upside's kind of limited as well. So, you know, I'm probably going to stay away. 
I will say story profiles pretty well against Lyles. Um, he's he's kind of one of the guys that I'm worried about playing Lyles, but I'm not not playing a guy for one um, one spot. You know, when we look at Sensatella this season, the numbers aren't great. You know, 374 Woba against lefties, 341 against righties. ISO pushing plus 180 on both sides. The average exit velocity pushing over um, right at 90. It throws a ton of fastballs. I kind of just got done talking about it. Like, when we look at this team, though, Derek, I, I know, like, I don't want to dig into this too much, but there's not, like, one guy that's standing out to me that, that hits fastballs well outside of, like, Colin Moran. Yeah, I haven't done a deep dive into you know who hits fastballs well, but uh, I have a hard time fading Josh Bell at this point. I believe he's in the top two or three in average exit velocity on the season. Currently owns a 466 X Woba, 722 X slugging against right-handed pitching this year. Just crushing the ball. Hit another home run last night, so certainly a guy that I'll be looking at. And then Gregory Pol Polanco uh, has an elite fly ball rate against right-handed pitching. I think that should help uh, Senzatella's biggest strength, with his, which is his ground ball rate. Um, so those would be the two that I would look at. Probably won't, you know, go overboard on the Pirates, but I do think uh, those two are interesting. Yeah, you know, I certainly like those guys as well. I don't mind, you know, Reynolds if he's cheap somewhere. I don't hate it. Moran's a guy that kind of stands out to me a little bit, um, depending on, you know, the site you're playing on and, and his price. But we'll just have to kind of play this one off. Like I said, like, Sensatella's not a guy that's going to go out and get you a bunch of Ks. Um, he's just going to go out there and throw a ton of fastballs. Um, Boston at Toronto. It sounds like it's going to be Ryan Weber against Clayton Richard. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fun game here. Um, second day game in a row. Like they're going to open, um, Toronto's going to open with a guy that's not very good. It's Bagini. Um, Bagini, Bagini. I can't remember how to say his name, but, um, Boston pitcher, Ryan Weber, He's been terrible in AAA, and I don't really expect him to pitch 2D periods. Kind of filling in for Eovaldi. Yeah, not a guy that I really want to look at here. Um, threw 63 pitches his last time out. Uh, only had 1K against the Astros. So limited upside. Probably not going to pitch deep into the game like you mentioned. And then on the other side, I'm not sure how long <laughs> Richard is going to last, even if he's uh, capable of throwing you know 80-plus pitches. I doubt uh, he's going to last that long against a right-handed heavy Red Sox offense that just matches left-handed pitching. Yeah, this is this is a this is a really good spot for Boston. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good spot for offense in general. It's kind of the game that maybe flies under the radar with the Yankees and the Chicago Cubs game. Maybe this is the game that kind of flies under the radar. I don't know. It's tough to project ownership on a six-game slate, but we'll start with the Boston hitters here. You kind of talked about it against lefties, Bogarts, Chavez. Um, you know, even like Christian Vasquez, the catcher, he's been awesome against lefties this season. I will say uh, J.D. Martinez is banged up right now. I don't know if he plays in this game. So, like, that might help the situation a little bit. But what are we looking at here at Boston? If anything, it'll just get Chavis uh, in that cleanup spot, which will be awesome. Uh, he's been crushing left-handed pitching all season. If you look at Clayton Richards' numbers from a year ago, 362x Woba allowed, 43% hard contact rate. Uh, he's a guy that relies heavily on a – high ground ball rates, so I uh, got to target the fly ball pitchers here. Mookie Betts, Xander, Chavis, all, all really high fly ball rates. I like Vasquez quite a bit as well. And then if you're doing a stack, don't mind throwing in one of the lefties, uh, Benintendi or Devers. 
Oh, and Steve Pierce. Can't forget about Steve Pierce. Ah, uh, well, good old Steve <laughs> Pierce, man. One of these days he's gonna pay me up, pay me back for all these um, <laughs> times I keep playing him against left-handed pitching. But I'll probably do it again. Thirty-one hundred, and yeah. you play him as an outfielder. Like, you yeah. know, come on down, Mister Pierce. Uh, the Toronto side of things here, like I said, Ryan Weber has not been that great. Don't really expect him to pitch too deep into this game. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is really starting to get it rolling here. Um, you know, he's certainly interesting. Uh, Tellus and Smoke, maybe Gritchick. Like, I, I don't mind targeting like two or three Toronto bats here. Yeah, for sure. You can do a whole game stack if you want. Uh, I haven't seen a total for this game just yet, but I'm guessing it's going to be, you know, maybe double digits uh, given the, the lack of talent with these two starting pitchers. So uh, I agree with you. I like Guerrero. Uh, I like Smoke and I like Telez quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think we'll see a total um, until tomorrow. It's the pitching situation, I think, like, you know, with Clayton Richard on the IL technically right now. So just kind of have to see how it plays out. Miami at Detroit, Trevor Richards and Matt Boyd, eight and a half total. Boyd's a 170 favorite. Do you have any interest here in um, Trevor Richards? So Trevor Richards uh, throughout his career has had reverse splits. I typically like targeting righties against Detroit because um, they do have a right-handed heavy lineup and they do strike out. At a pretty high rate against righties, but uh, his reverse splits do scare me a little bit in this matchup, and run support could be an issue with Boyd pitching opposite him. Yeah, and like it's supposed to be like super windy blowing out. I don't know. Like this is you talked about the weather edge. Um, it's something that I've you know look at every day now. Like it, it's just it's an awesome tool, and you should be using it if you're a premium member here at Rotor Grinders because it's awesome. Trevor Richards, like swinging strike rate and stuff, is actually really solid this season. Um, but he struggles. He struggles with walks and home runs. And if the wind is blowing out, I know Detroit doesn't have a ton of power on this team. But I'm super concerned. Like I just don't know. I really think like I'd take the discount and just play Sensatella um, in a better hitting environment. I, it makes me like. I, I got a little heartburn there for a second when I said it, but um, in this price range, like I don't really like any of these guys. So it's like up to yeah. what do we do? <laughs> up to Lyles or go down and just hope Sensatella doesn't get rocked in my opinion. So let's we'll have to kind of see, but you know, the strikeout rates for Detroit make it a little interesting, I guess, right? Like, they do strike out a ton. He does have a good strikeout rate against righties, but he's a fly ball pitcher that gives up a ton of hard contact. And if the wind is really going to be a factor, like we're, we're looking at, you know, night before, like, it's really tough to trust the spot for him. Yeah, definitely is. And, you know, he could be a guy that uh, picks up a lot of ownership. So I'll probably wait until tomorrow. I'll see the ownership projections and then uh, make my decision from there. Yeah, I think Weather Edge is going to really play into my decision with him today. Um, just kind of seeing how this was, like how it plays out. On the other side, like Matt Boyd, I know, like I played quite a bit of Marlins on Wednesday. Yeah. And that's why I'm very twins tilted still um, because I had a lot of twins Yankees with Marlins and Baltimore bats. And this is not Daniel Norris. Like Matt Boyd is much better. Like this is a spot that Boyd should go out and dominate this game. It's just like, it, you know, am I paying up for Boyd or am I paying up for Strasburg? I think in cash, I'm still paying up for Strasburg, but in tournaments, I, I certainly like this spot for Boyd um, to save a few extra bucks. Yeah. I don't see a huge difference between the two uh, Strasburg pitching on the road. Boyd's at home. 
uh, slightly better matchup, I would say. Uh, you know, he has a 32% K rate against lefties, 30% K rate against righties. Miami is a pitcher, or is a team that we've been streaming pitchers against pretty much all season. Their combined uh, lineup has a 280 XOBA against Southpaws, which is atrocious. So, yeah, I like Boyd quite a bit, and I do think those uh, salary savings might come in handy uh, when you're building the rest of your lineup. I will say, like, FanDuel, I'm taking Boyd over Strasburg. Um, yeah. You know, getting that, like, Strasburg's 11 and Boyd's 9-5, that's a huge discount. Um, so, over there, like, it's a really easy decision. But on DraftKings, it's it's really tough to tell the night before roster construction-wise. But I, I think they're both certainly in play. It's a great spot for Boyd. And like you mentioned, they're at home. So, you know, Miami being on the road, they're going to have another um, terrible right-handed bat in there. So <laughs> just, <laughs> come on down, Miami. Yeah. Um, any Miami bats that you want to play here? Well, I mean, the Marlins just keep uh, rating out well in my model anytime they face a lefty just because they're so cheap. Um, if you want to go like Car- Starlin Castro, Brian Anderson, I mean, they're dirt cheap. They're basically free across the industry. So I don't hate them from like a point per dollar standpoint. I don't think I'll end up rostering them, but you might have to um, if you want to spend up on some of your hitters. Yeah. The other guy is Harold Ramirez. I don't know where this guy's come from, but he's actually hitting the ball pretty well. Um, if you want to take a shot on him, he's cheap across the industry. Austin Dean got called back up. He's been hitting the ball really well. He's like third in the PCL in hitting this season. He just can't hit in the majors. Um, obviously, we see this all the time, but I was um, I was actually flipping through channels, and I was watching an interview with him today, and like he said that he's not getting discouraged that he got sent back down. He went back to work. So I don't mind Austin Dean. I just don't know if I trust him in this spot. So played him in cash on Wednesday. He was 2K on FanDuel, and he was hitting leadoff. So he didn't do anything, but. It's 2K yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like the spot as much against Boyd as I did Nor- Daniel yeah. Norris. Um, Detroit hitters. Like, I want to target some of these guys, Derek. It's just they're such a, a frustrating team to try to figure out who to play. Yeah, for sure. But Trevor Richards, like you mentioned, fly ball pitcher, gives up a lot of home runs to righties. We know the Tigers have a right-handed heavy lineup, and if the wind's going to be blowing out, like you mentioned, uh, then I do think there are some interesting plays. I think Castellanos uh, probably going to be my favorite of the bunch. Leads the team with the 358 XWOBA, 190 ISO against uh, right-handed pitching. Uh, Lugo is pretty cheap, too. If he ends up batting toward the top of the lineup, don't mind looking at him in tournaments. And then Rodney Rodriguez uh, will just have those big games every now and then. Definitely not paying for that $4,900 price tag on DraftKings, but a little cheaper on the other sites. Um. Any interest in Miggy? Thirty-seven hundred. It's a day game. <laughs> if you want to play the day game narrative, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. I, I like Castellanos. I like that call. He's probably my favorite play as well. Um, I don't mind Stewart. Ronnie Rodriguez is probably the the high upside guy here, but he's also the most expensive. Uh, Nico Goodrum, if he bats leadoff, he's cheap across the industry. I don't mind him as well, but. I don't know if I'd stack Detroit here. It's more of just probably using them to kind of finish off stacks or, you know, stuff like yeah. that. But All yeah. right. Last game on the slate. We got Philadelphia at Chicago. Aaron Nola against John Lester. No total in this one because it is Chicago. We are looking the night before at some winds blowing out. Um, any interest here in Aaron Nola? So as long as the wind is blowing out, uh, right now it looks like it's going to be around 13 miles per hour. So if that's the case, then uh, I will be crossing both of these pitchers off my list. 
But if it changes, then uh, I do think you could look at probably both of them, just given the lack of pitching options uh, in this slate. So for me, it's going to be weather dependent. Yeah, it's this is a spot like Nola has been really bad against lefties this year. Like he struggled against lefties in the past, but he's been really bad against lefties this year. He's just he's not really generating a lot of swinging misses uh, this season, you know, with the curveball like he has been in the past and like his fastball like is just getting crushed by by lefties this season. So if the wind's blowing out, I'm with you. I just, uh, you know, Schwarber, Rizzo, those guys just scare me too much to um, look at the spot for Nola. Um, there's zero chance I play Lester. Like, uh, e- even if like the wind's blowing in, I guess that's not true. If the wind was blowing, out, I'd probably play him, but zero chance I play Lester here. There are guys on this Philadelphia team that can run. Um, Hernandez, Segura, McCutcheon can run. Um, I guess like even technically Bryce Harper could run if he wanted to, uh, but he has to get on base to do that first. Um, <laughs> what are we looking at here with the Philly bats? Well, you don't like playing the luckiest pitcher in baseball. No, no, oh, dude, it drives me crazy. He has the biggest strike zone around. He has oh, it's always pitches out of jam somehow. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, he's got the lucky horseshoe or something. Yeah, he has a World Series ring too. Um, <laughs> well, he, he used to have like the underlying stats to support it, but uh. Yeah, you mean anyway. like his 40% hard hit rate is not good? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 2.09 ERA somehow sustaining it through eight starts, but oh well. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that starts in the <laughs> yeah. summer months. You can't you can't survive the summer if your hard to hit your hard to soft contact ratio is over 25%. I hate to tell you that. Um Philadelphia Bats. I like Segura. I like Hoskins. I like Rimuto if he's in the lineup. Uh McCutcheon. I don't mind looking at some of these righties here if the wind's going to be blowing out. Yes, uh, absolutely. Don't mind going a full stack here if the wind ends up uh, blowing out. Uh, eventually, Lester's luck is going to run out, so I agree with you. I like McCutcheon. Uh, Hoskins, Romito are probably my three favorites. They all have really high uh, fly ball rates against lefties, which is uh, good if the wind's going to be blowing out. And then Segura, Harper, certainly don't mind them to round out your stacks. And uh, one sneaky play, Kingery. Um, has the highest fly ball rate of any uh, hitter in this lineup. So if that wind's blowing out, don't mind looking at him in tournaments. There you go. He's a guy that can hit lefties pretty well as well, so I don't mind that at all. Um, Cubs side of things, you know, the lefties really stand out to me here. But when you're stacking the Cubs, you know, it's hard to leave out Brian or Baez. So I I like this spot for Chicago. Like, Schwarber is one of my favorite value plays on the slate. Rizzo has a ton of upside. I don't mind Jason Hayward, Daniel Descalzo if he's in there. Like I'll take the discount of Daniel Descalzo. I don't care. Um, anything else like that standing out to you here for the Cubs? Yeah, Schwarber is basically free. I don't know why he's so cheap. Twenty nine hundred on Fanduel, thirty seven hundred on DraftKings. Uh, you mentioned the matchup against Nola. Struggled against lefties this year. The wind's blown out to right, so uh, just lock and load him into your lineups. Uh, love Rizzo as well, and then. If you want to stack them, certainly don't mind uh, including the other righties that you mentioned. All right. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Nice little six-game slate. Um, over uh, or under 8K to get six or more strikeouts today. Which pitcher do you got? Oh, gosh. It's ugly. Let's go. Even though I'm not a huge fan, I'll go with Richards just because I think uh, the strikeout upside is there against the Tigers. I think he's the best option, right? Like, just looking at his strikeout stuff and the strikeout lineup. But 
he might give up four or five runs on the yeah. way to getting <laughs> six strikeouts, but uh, I'm going to go with Sensatella. My option was definitely um, Richards as well. I, I, you know, Steven Matz is a, a little bit of an option, but they just don't strike out that often. So I actually think like um, Richards has a better chance to get six strikeouts than Matz today. Um, over 8K, not to get 15. Who's your bus pitcher today? Let's see. I'll go Aaron Nola. Uh, just a tough spot for him against the Cubs with the wind blowing out. Luck can't last forever. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take John Lester. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that luck's going to run out for him. Um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run today, Derek. You can take a guy at the top. What, what, is, what is your guy you're looking at here? Uh, I'll just keep going with Gary Sanchez. I'll eat the chalk there against uh, Dylan Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly has been paying off, that's for sure. Like, um, I'm going to go Reese Hoskins. Like I, I just see this being a spot. He's another guy that hits the ball up in the air quite a bit, and he hits it hard. So um, Lester Lester's going to give him a home run to my boy. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who's your cheap guy today? All right. I'll not only say two hits. I'll say two home runs in Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, that was my guy too. I, I love <laughs> Schwarber today. It's, just a, it's a great spot for him. Um, I certainly like that a lot. I'm going to go – you know, to first base here and say um, smoke, you know, he's under 4k. I like the matchup here against um, Ryan Weber Boston bullpen. obviously has not been great this season. So I don't mind smoke there and he's a switch hitter. So even if they bring in a lefty, he's going to be okay. So uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs to finish it up here. Uh, instead of going Yankees, uh, I'll go with the Phillies against Lester. I like that one. Um, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go New York either. Uh, I'm gonna go Toronto. Uh, I really don't trust this pitcher for the Red Sox, Ryan Weber, and I don't trust the bullpen for the Red Sox because I watch them stink every night. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, the Blue Jays here. That's um, gonna wrap it up. Is there is there a golf tournament this weekend? Does it start like early Thursday or something or? There is. By the time uh, most of you are listening to this, it'll already be started. But uh, yeah, Charles Schwab Challenge. I think they had to change the name this year, but uh, should be a good one. Colonial Country Club is always uh, one of my favorite courses on tour. All right, give me a winner. All right, I'm going Jordan Spieth. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, been, His putter uh, was on fire. I know. I've been off of him pretty much all year. Um, his putter was on fire. I typically don't like guys that uh, have high finishes just thanks to their putter. But I actually gained strokes at uh, Tita Green last week as well. And uh, it was in a very good course fit. Um, he's from Texas. He's from the area. He's won here before. He has two second-place finishes here before. So uh, I don't think he's going to be highly on it. We haven't projected under 10%. And uh, I actually hit the lock button on him. So my my week could be over early. Okay. I like it. Uh, yeah. If you're going to take a stand, take a stand, right? Like that's DFS in a nutshell. So um, you can learn more about, uh, you know, who Derek likes, obviously with the the premium stuff. I'm sure you got uh, some stuff going on with Roto Academy uh, for PGA and stuff. So if you guys want to check that out, you can go to Roto Grinders and you can see Derek every day in the first look. Uh, one of my favorite uh, pieces on Roto Grinders each and every day. Um, if you just want a quick rundown and you're wanting to get started on the slate, listen to the podcast have that up and you um can get good ideas going on so it's gonna wrap it up here for thursday 
I hope everyone has an awesome day. Enjoy the day slate. Enjoy maybe a dinner with the wife or husband. And um, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.